0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, March 1st. Oh, my goodness. This is March. We've made it. I hope John Rothstein doesn't uh, sue me for using that. Uh, Anyway, make sure and leave a five-star review. We have mailbags coming every single Friday. And if you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we will answer any questions that you may have. Uh, you can even ask a question about a mock draft, which is what we'll be doing today as we look at our first, four, well, I guess our, yeah, our full first round mock draft. Also, uh, we have the mailbag from last week in the feed. We talked to Russell Wilson to Sean Watson. Lots of good content there. I'm sure we'll be talking about Russell Wilson a lot more because that stuff. Is getting heated coming up later this week. The AFC South offseason priorities and Pete Prisco's top 100 free agents. That's right. Pete Prisco will grace this podcast with his presence. Um, also, you know, it's baseball season. And a uh, new podcast is joining the family. For years, Fantasy Baseball Today has been delivering league-winning analysis and advice as part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Now the team is coming at you fast with a brand-new feed. Don't worry, the old one stays the same. The Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, Fantasy Baseball Today in 5 podcast, is your audio outlet for fantasy news and advice in five minutes or fewer. It'll feature familiar voices like Frank Stanfield, Scott White, and Chris Towers as they break down what matters most to help you win your league in a quick-hitting format. Available first thing in the morning, Monday through Friday. Download and subscribe to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Your smart speakers and anywhere else podcasts are found. I am excited about that podcast because... I'm a fantasy baseball junkie, but I don't have time during my busy schedule, Ryan Wilson and Chris Chapasso, because I'm always podcasting myself to actually, uh, to actually, you know, listen to a full podcast, but you know, you know how it is.
1: That's why they have, uh, fantasy baseball today in five. I can't wait till they do, uh, pick six podcast in five hours. Cause I mean, there's no way imagine pick six podcast in 10 minutes. It's just
0: inconceivable unless you're not here. Well, this podcast was supposed to be a daily 30 minute podcast. Right. Exactly. E our our boss, uh EK, our podcast czar, sort of, you know, like ESPN Daily jumped on it too, but he was the he was the guy who wanted to introduce a daily short hitting podcast to the to the you know to the uh to the sports Massive. sports landscape and uh and he's finally been able to do it. He just picked the wrong person in the wrong subject matter with his uh first option. Me and football. traps, what's up, buddy? How you doing?
2: doing pretty good will i'm excited to be doing this it is march i told ryan off air it's a bummer that we don't have a combine this year but i'm glad that i'm not having to like recover for two weeks after the combine mm. like landing back in indy my body is typically like borderline dead when i get home so i'm glad for that but i wish we could have been there in indy this past week again
1: well yeah president doesn't get to go to indy anyway so he's fine
2: <laughs> there's no i would have gone this year um I was
0: going this year. You know, speaking of speaking of disrespectful, yeah, very disrespectful of you to do this podcast with so the live video feed on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Pick Six. We'll be doing that every Sunday around four, uh, Sunday afternoon. Very disrespectful of you not to wear red in honor of Tiger Woods.
2: I know. Uh, I should have. I should have. I was I'm a big Tiger fan. I'm a big, fan. fan. I'm a big Tiger fan. I'm a big Tiger fan. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Both of you. I'm the only one who wore red. Oh, there you go. Ryan with the red backlight. There you go. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know if you saw him and all the golfers at the, um, at the WG, the WGC and at the Puerto Rico Open, everybody's wearing red, uh, except like Brooks Kepka. No red.
1: Of course. What, what about, Koepka. uh, D. Shambo? Do you wear red?
0: I, uh, I didn't, they actually didn't show a single shot of Bryson, so I'm not sure. But like Patrick Reed and Roy McIlroy are both wearing, Red shirts, black pants, and they're playing together. It's very, it's sort of annoying. Like, I, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, I <laughs> mean, that's why everyone's not wearing red except you.
0: I just happened to grab a red shirt I thought, Tiger. All right. Uh, well, what we got? <laughs> the energy that Ryan Wilson brings to this show on a daily basis <laughs> is absolutely astounding. Uh, look, well, actually, it's, um, it's your mock draft, I think, right? Is, whose mock draft is this? Yours or traps?
1: It's mine, last I checked.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh mock draft number 26. Number 26. Oof. Are you tired I'm of it? Grind. Are you ready for the are you ready for it to end?
1: It is. I'm sure traps will agree with this and uh we had the same conversation last week with um with Josh Edwards. It, it's groundhog day. I mean, there's there's no other site that I don't believe where they do a mock draft every week. Now, understand, people love to read mock drafts and yell and scream about them, so I understand that and I'm fine doing them. and it's actually good for the process, but it, you know, it's groundhog day. I feel like Bill Murray
0: yeah, I'm with you. Um, but well, let's dive into your mock draft. We're gonna have three full mock drafts in the lead up to the to the actual draft. This one pre free agency, one post free agency, and the one the week of the draft. I've really got to dive in on these prospects. I just haven't even like I don't even feel like I'm I'm there yet. But the easy one, of course, is uh is number one overall. Now look, Traps, you have in the past had controversial quarterback opinions. Yeah. Do you have yes. anyone other than, you don't have like a Zach Wilson over Trevor
2: Lawrence situation, do you? No, I, I'm not one of those people that's around the internet apparently or no. members uh, of a team that have Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is by far the best quarterback prospect, not only this year, but he's a better version of Andrew Luck. And I think if you really look at What Peyton Manning was bringing to the table in 1998, like Zach Wilson can do things Peyton Manning couldn't do coming out of college. So he's like the best quarterback prospect in a very, very long time.
0: Agreed. And Ryan Wilson, of course, has him going first in this latest mock draft. So no surprise there. Uh, traps, do you, do you agree with Wilson that the Jets, I mean, with Wilson, that the Jets should take Wilson, Zach Wilson with their second overall pick?
2: Absolutely. And I've done like a lot of radio spots where like the host will ask me like, oh, should the Jets hang on to Sam Darnold and go in a different direction at number two? Absolutely not. Sam Darnold, there's a lot of people that, that want to still believe that he can be this great quarterback. I think three years in the NFL and know his situation was not great with the Jets. Um, But after three years with only a few flashes and a lot of disappointing play, you kind of know what you have with Sam Darnold, even though he is pretty young. You're picking number two overall. I think their GM Joe Douglas is sneaky on the hot seat. Pick whoa, Zach Wilson. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! What?
2: Yeah, Steph, what? If the if the oh. Jets are if the Jets are bad again, don't you think Joe Douglas would be on the hot seat like mid-November?
0: I no, I disagree. I don't think. I think Joe Douglas is fine now. Look, I mean, maybe things change when Woody Johnson comes back and he presses on him. But like Joe Douglas was hired in the middle of last year, the beginning of last year, right? Like his, like, I, I think he gets at least two years with, um, with Robert Sala.
2: I, I, I. will say this. No, I'll say this, that I can agree with that point, but if they pass on Zach Wilson and go like Penny Sewell or a defensive player or a wide receiver, try to ride it out with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson is tearing up the league, I think that would put him more on the hot seat. So yes, I agree with Ryan. Pick Zach Wilson. Uh, let him be your franchise quarterback for, of the future.
0: Okay, I I I just think Ryan, do you have any concerns for Joe Douglas' job security? See, I don't think it matters whether he takes Wilson or he stick like or sticks with Darnold because Darnold's not his guy. Like he didn't draft Darnold, so you can always pin it on the last guy. Now, if I, I will agree with you that if Zach Wilson is lighting it up, that people will be like, "Whoa, like Joe Douglas, why wouldn't you take Zach Wilson?"
1: Yeah, I, this is the first time uh, I've heard concerns about about uh, Joe Douglas's job, but you know. Again, Woody Johnson's been overseas doing his thing, so who knows what where his mind's at. I will say this, and I say this every week when <clears throat> the weeks that I have Zach Wilson going number two to the Jets, I don't know what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala's plan is for Sam Darnold. They have not said. So if they're going to roll with Sam Darnold, I'm fine with them trading down. I have no issue with that whatsoever. And either taking an offensive lineman or even a wide receiver or whatever they want. Stockpiling picks. They have all this cap space. They already have a ton of picks. I think they have six of the first 100. So there are any number of directions they can go if they're not in love with Zach Wilson, but there's a lot to like about Zach Wilson. I know there's only one year uh, of productivity, but you watched 2019 where he had shoulder injury. I think he even had a foot injury. Some of the games he, he played okay. He wasn't like yeah. he was, he was just a terrible quarterback. Uh, but I think, you know, the light came on last season. They changed the offense, uh, ran that wide zone and he had a ton of success. So if the Jets like him, um, they can take him. If not, there will be a team I'm almost certain willing to trade up and get him. So I, I think Joe Douglas's job is, is fine. And that's just my gut reaction. I haven't talked to anyone about it, but I think more importantly, the biggest question for them, roll with Sam Darnold for a year or two more, trade down, stay put, take Zach Wilson, uh, stay put and take Panay Sewell even. That, that's also a possibility, but I, I don't think anyone would ding them for taking a quarterback here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the only, the only thing with Panay Sewell is, do you want to spend a second overall pick on a right tackle, or
1: he's he's, he's a left tackle?
0: Exactly, but so is Makai Becton, who look like he's oh, I see right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, one of those. I mean, that means you're going to have used a well, really put, high pick on a, on a someone who is going to play
1: tackle. I'll put it you. to you this way: Should the Colts have taken Quentin Nelson, a guard, with a top ten pick? In retrospect, yeah. At the time, people were killing him, right? Yeah. So if he's good and he makes Sam Darnold better. I think absolutely – I'll put it to you another way. If all you have to do is draft any offensive lineman to make Sam Darnold 25% better, would you do that with the number two overall pick?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah no, but- I mean, like, I, like I, I'm not saying that you can't take Panay Sewell – put him at left tackle, put Makai Becton at right tackle, and have it not work. Or put Panay Sewell at right tackle. Right. Or play Panay Sewell at guard. I mean, like, I, I'm not saying – I haven't studied Panay Sewell enough to know whether that would work. I know he is a very good offensive lineman and a very good tackle and, like, one of the best tackle prospects to come out of the, the class. I, my preference, if I'm the Jets, is give Sam Darnold – unless you are just in love with Zach Wilson. And if you are, then take Zach Wilson. If you think he is the future at quarterback, then take him. Uh, I think a trade down is the move, though, because to me, there are going to be yep. teams, whether it's um, Philadelphia potentially – uh the Bengals are out of out of out of the mix for that. But um, you know, certainly the Al- Falcons could even trade up before. The Falcons could be interested in trading up. The Panthers could be interested in trading up if they don't land somebody in, in free agency or, or, or before the draft. I think the Broncos have to be a consideration for potentially trading up. Uh even the Cowboys at 10. I think that's unlikely if they tag Dak Prescott, but there are all these teams that are going to be interested in the quarterback spot, and you can get a ton of picks for that number two overall selection, which is exactly what Indianapolis did with the Jets in that very Quentin in that Quentin Nelson uh draft.
2: Yeah, um, no, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure of that. One thing, Joe Douglas was hired in 2019, so it has been two seasons in New York. Um, but I'm not gonna, you know, try to push that. I think he's certainly on the hot seat. I just think if the Jets have another bad season. There'll be people kind of asking for it. He, and was that, not,
0: he, he was hired in the middle of 2019.
2: Yeah. But like
0: 2019
2: so is not his year.
0: True, true. You know what I'm saying? Like true. he doesn't, he doesn't, he can't get dinged in my, cause 2019 they finished seven and nine. Like Joe Douglas had nothing to do with. 2019. I mean, he was that he came in as the GM because McKagan was fired at the, it's, they let McKagan do all of free agency, get ready for yeah. the season and then fired him like, what the hell's the point? And then they hired uh Douglas. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand. Like, I, I think he really has one full season and it was a terrible year. But if they're any better against under I, th- I think they'll give him two or three years with Robert Sala personally. I, I just think I just think he's going to get some leeway.
2: Yeah, and if they trade down, uh they have two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year. Um they could really like load up. Like that is a general managers dream in the yep. draft to have like a ton of early picks. They certainly could go offense, defense. We're talking about offensive line, quarterback, receiver. They have a ton of holes, so that actually would probably be the most prudent decision. Trade out a number 2, get some quality draft capital.
0: Okay. Um, and then at number three, the Miami dolphins have a, and, and look, that number two pick could become to Watson too. You know, yeah, like sure. we, like we don't, we don't know how that's going to play out of course either. Uh, at number three, we have the Miami dolphins who acquired that pick from the Houston Texans in the Laramie Tunsil trade Wilson. You have Jamar chase here. See he your, uh, do you think he's the best wide receiver in this class?
1: Yeah, it's close, but he, he is my wide receiver, receiver numero uno. A little Spanish there on you. Uh, he's, he's really good. <laughs> I think, I think the issue is that he didn't play last year. So, and we're all guilty of watching other people play and being in, enthralled with other people. Devontae Smith, uh, among them, he had the Heisman trophy winning season because he played like the Heisman trophy, trophy winner. He is a fantastic football player. So as a teammate, Jalen Waddle, but I think pound for pound, certainly, literally, and, and in terms of uh, his versatility and everything he's able to do, Jamar Chase, I like, uh, just slightly more. And there's not a huge gap like there is between Trevor Lawrence and whoever your quarterback two is. It's close. So if you're selling Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, I would certainly, uh, be willing to listen to that. I just don't know that this is too early for a wide receiver. Like I love Jamar Chase, but I've had them, the, the offense trading down in the past. I've had them taking, uh, an offensive lineman like Panay Sewell or even Rashawn Slater, uh, who can come in right away and help and help Tua and then circle back later and, and with your other first round pick and get a wide receiver there if that's what you want. Because historically, wide receivers that go high don't necessarily ball out. I mean, just look at last year. The first wide receiver off the board was center Grubb's at 12. You got in 22, and Justin Jefferson was the fifth wide receiver drafted. Yes, he was. He had the best season of anyone. And the point being is that, yeah, you can sort of make projections on these kids in college, but you have no idea how that's going to translate at the next level. I love Jalen Rager going to the Eagles. I would imagine Debo would agree with me that Jalen Rager didn't play uh, the type of football that, we were hoping to see from him, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player. It's just that, it, that whatever the reason it didn't work out. So the point being that maybe Jamar Chase isn't worth the th- third overall pick. And I'm not sure he is, but if the Dolphins did it, I would certainly understand why number one, he's a really good player. Number two, Tua has to get playmakers. And Tua has to get better and getting part of getting him better is surrounding him with people that can, you know, make plays after the catch.
2: Yeah. Two AFC East teams in a similar situation. I think the Dolphins could certainly entertain a trade down. Um, I would actually pick Jalen Waddle. I think his traits, his speed, his explosiveness, route running, I think are a little bit more worthy of being a top five pick at the receiver spot. I agree with Ryan though. Typically, you know, wide receivers that go super early aren't instant home runs, but I think just looking at history, usually the guys that do go early and are the first wide receivers are the guys that are super fast and just dynamic players down the field and with the ball in their hands. You would have Jalen Waddle back with two at Tonga Vailoa, but I think overall trading down would probably make the most sense, even for a team in the Dolphins that has two first round picks.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't have a problem with that. I mean, and look, my, again, you know, we mentioned that the Jets could trade for Deshaun Watson. Miami could too. You know, that, that pick that Houston had is certainly back in play, uh, potentially for the, um, you know, potentially for, for the, the Texans to get back if, if the Dolphins want to, to try to acquire Deshaun Watson, it just, it, it, it would be so tough for me to give up, like, to like trade for the pick that I already had. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're, it, it just feels like basically a concession. Uh, Justin Fields at number four to the Falcons. Ryan, I, I don't, I don't mind the pick at all. I mean, like, I think, I think the Falcons need to think about the long-term future of the quarterback. I'm not sure I love Justin Fields this much. And I feel like the Falcons might be more interested in getting whether it's a defensive player or I don't know if they to go offensive lineman because they've, 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 you know, they've had, they have, they've used lots of picks on offensive lineman, Caleb McGarry and um, Chris Lindstrom in recent years. And I don't know if they need a wide receiver, but it just feels like they might be trying maybe more than people think to win in 2021. And Fields doesn't exactly do that for them.
1: Yeah. So they need an edge rusher, cornerback, even, uh, tight end. Actually, it's surprising need. Hayden Hurst has got one more year left in this deal. I think he's the only, Tied in under contract. I got yelled at a lot last week when I had Kyle Pitts going there. Mm. Um But you could argue that Kyle Pitts is the best pass catcher in this draft class and quarterback. So there's not a situation where Ryan, Matt Ryan isn't playing next year. His salary cap is such that I think he almost certainly has to play.
0: I, I think he's playing two years for Atlanta. That's just my that's my take, and I don't think it's that crazy, but certainly certainly one year minimum. So a couple of
1: things. So if you like Justin Fields and you're the Falcons, you're Arthur Smith, new coach. You're Terry Fontenot, the new GM. I think his first name's Terry. And you like Justin Fields? You probably think long and hard about taking him here. But number one, because he's a really good college player, and number two, as we sit here and things will certainly change, the 2022 class doesn't look that that hot to borrow a B-Mac phrase in terms of the quarterback class. So that's mm. something you have to think about. Now you could go free agency or whatever. You could certainly have other avenues. But here's the thing about Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields a lot. I was talking to someone in the league about this uh, a few weeks ago, and here's what you have to remember. Justin Fields has played uh, a season less, basically, than Trevor Lawrence. In year two, Trevor Lawrence sucked. Early on, he had a, he was not good as a sophomore. He got better as the year went on and finished strong. Um And this year, he was really good when he was on the field. He had a, a week or two off with COVID. But the point is that Justin Fields struggled at times this year because he's a young player, and he made mistakes that young players make. And, um, the way it was explained to me is that if Justin Fields is entering his sophomore or junior year in college, you're pumped about where Justin Fields is. Is he, if he's a senior coming out, you're like, well, okay, I have some concerns. You have the, the, the concerns that we have. Sometimes he gets stuck on, stuck on a read. Um, sometimes he doesn't make the best decision. Sometimes he's quick to thro- uh, run the ball instead of throw it. And, and that's fine. Um, uh, that's not a, a big issue for me in terms of him not being a, a top 10 top 15 talent so if the falcons like him i think you take him there even though if he's not going to play immediately and i think that's actually best case of course i said the same thing last year about justin Herbert not playing immediately and i blow it right in my face but i i think that justin Herbert was a senior and i thought he was what he was uh he clearly wasn't but i think justin justin fields is only going to get better
0: where do you have a yeah, uh, th- field's hassle i
2: mean hassle uh traps why do i call you hassle it's all good i think it was the chris maybe Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. He's my number, he's my number three quarterback, but he's graded really high for me. Like I would be fine with the Falcons picking him here. Kind of with the thought of like, yes, you can, there's a crop of good quarterbacks that enter the league every year, just about. But if you're the Falcons, like you're not used to picking this high. And I think it's still a pretty good organization. Uh, so I think to have this selection as with their new GM there, um, to plan for the future and say, look, maybe Justin Fields, like Ryan is saying, is not a totally finished product. Great. Sit him behind Matt Ryan. Um, and to your point, Will, the Falcons were two and eight in one score games last year. So there's just right there, like there is, uh, some indication that they're going to rebound. They could go in a different direction, but I think when you're picking this high, especially if you're not a team that's used to picking in the top five, you know, four or five, You pick a quarterback that does have all the natural talent that Justin Fields certainly has arm strength, very accurate. And that athleticism, let him be in a mentorship behind Matt Ryan. That's not a crazy athlete, but knows where to go with the football, can read coverages, could teach Justin Fields for a season or two that kept Hit is $40 million this year. It's over $41 million in 2022. Um, then you can make your decision at the m- most valuable position, uh, you know, in 2022 when Matt Ryan's a little older.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand the construct of, you know, you don't have pick here very often, but. Yeah, treating it like that often is how you end up picking there more often. You're like the Giants never, the Giants haven't picked this high since Eli Manning was a rookie. It's like, well, now they've been back here three or four times since. Then. So I mean, you know, I mean, like it's, I, I know what you're saying. Um, the uh, the cap hit, yeah, for that's what I mean. The, the dead cap money for Matt Ryan in 2022 is 26.5 million dollars. I mean, it's not. Thanks. Unsubstantial and even a post June 1 release is 17.9. So it makes a lot more. And then if you push it back to 2023, and this is sort of my argument, it's $8.6 million. He's 38 then. Like that's yeah. when, and that's the final year of his contract. So you could just cut him before you let him play two more seasons and cut him before the 2023 year, or maybe he retires and maybe he's done or maybe he wants to go play two more years for Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco or something like that. I, I just well, think.
1: Let me ask you this though, because this—I don't have any issue with that at all, and uh, this is sort of um previewing my comments on Matt Jones. But if we're all in on these quarterbacks that run four fives and are really mobile in the pocket, that are Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Russ Wilson, then Matt Ryan can't be around too much longer. I mean, that's that's the talking points. That's the talking much you hear about Matt Jones. Like he's well, he's a fat statue. Well, Matt Sorry. Ryan is.
0: Matt Ryan is a fat, but he's not exactly mobile. I mean, Tom point. Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, so, like, it's – I'm yeah. right there with you. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think that – I think my issue is that if you're the Falcons, you sort of need to decide now how whether you want to keep Matt Ryan for the next two years or not. Because if you just want one year, then draft Justin Fields and that's fine. If you draft Justin Fields and you're planning on, you know, cutting Matt Ryan – like, letting Matt Ryan play for two years – I mean, that's a pretty substantial, like, you know, a, that's a win now team that is gonna sit the fourth, the fourth overall quarterback for two years. That's, that's a the, long time. Nobody sits for two years. That's I mean, what if, I'm saying.
1: If Justin Peoples gets drafted, there's a, a 98% chance he's playing by week 12. I mean, okay. there's, yeah. did anyone, no one set out last year even, right? Everyone played. Yeah, Joe Burrow day mm-hmm. one, Justin Harper played because of the, the missed shots yeah, Tyrod.
2: Um, All right,
0: his kidney stabbed or whatever, his liver stabbed. Who were the um, other? Quarter- I can't even remember who the other quarterbacks were.
2: Jordan Love didn't play, but that's Jordan Love. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's that was, was just a unique situation. Well, yeah, but, I mean, on the ju-
0: but that's like sort of what it like. The suggestion is that Atlanta would be doing, you
2: know, yeah. with
1: with they're okay. not the same quarterbacks though, right? I mean, no. it was it was. Yeah, crazy. Justin
2: Fields is good. He's a good quarterback prospect, and and to use. The Giants, uh, like reference that, you know, they normally weren't picking that high when they picked Daniel Jones at at number six. Justin Fields is a much better quarterback prospect than Daniel Jones, has more upside and would be ready to play and produce a lot quicker than Daniel Jones did. So I think it's not just like, hey, the Falcons are just picking a quarterback because it's a quarterback and Matt Ryan's older. Justin Fields is still a really good prospect. Those two games, Northwestern and Indiana, kind of gave people some red flags. But I think in a lot of other draft classes, you'd be talking about him as like a number two overall lock. But just there's Zach Wilson and certainly Trevor Lawrence in front of him.
0: Okay, fair enough. At number five, you have the Bengals taking Panay Sewell, which if he falls to five is a – no-brainer, that is. Yep. In fact, I think you could argue that the Bengals would be fairly well-served to trade up with the Jets to get Panay Sewell at number two, <laughs> which is or trade with the Dolphins. Go get Panay Sewell because you have to protect Joe Burrow. They don't have any protection, and Panay Sewell would offer that. So that's a no-brainer. the Bengals can find their way to getting Panay Sewell, they need to do it. I'm sure there will be some controversy here at number six overall. I have people who ask me, they're like, "What's Ryan Wilson's deal? Is he being, is he on the take from Mac Jones' agent? Is he obsessed with Mac? Like, who's, <laughs> who's paying him to prop up Mac Jones into the top ten? You have Mac Jones going sixth overall to the Eagles. What's say, I heard, you, Wilson?
1: I heard you badmouthed me on HQ on on Friday, I think to Gara about my Mac Jones love. So between that and the the talk of David Tepper's balls was was quite the segment for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said testicles. That's the medical
1: term. <laughs> I told her later, I, I appreciate her response, which was, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing talking about gold balls? Uh, but
0: anyway. Brass, br- brass testicles, please.
1: On his desk, just so we're yes. clear. Uh, yeah, I, I like Mac Jones, and I just sort of prepped it by talking about Matt Ryan, and, uh you know, any conversation about what's going to happen. And I don't know. Like, it seems so hard to figure out what the Eagles' plans are. We talk about this all the time. But before I go any, for, any further, if Debo's available, I, I wonder what his thoughts are on Mac Jones. If I had to guess, he probably hates it because of Jalen Hurts and some sort of stability. But I don't know if, if Debo has any comments on, on the idea of getting Mac Jones at six overall. I'm
3: here, and I don't like it. I
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just said I'm here and
3: I'm not here for it. Right there, you go. Um, no, I, re- I respect Ryan's opinion. He's obviously watched a lot more Mac Jones than me. He's watched a lot more of these quarterbacks. You just have these like opinions that you form in your head and you latch onto. And and I'm not going to be a fan if if they select Mac Jones. <laughs> there's there's not a ton of like actual game film reasoning behind it, but uh, it's just one of those things I'm going to latch onto. I'm not here for Mac Jones.
1: So let me ask you this: What if they drafted? Like one of these athletic quarterbacks, like a Zach Wilson or a or a Justin Fields, would you feel better, or you just want to roll with Jalen Hurts? Um, I would convince myself
3: with Wilson or Fields. I, oh, okay. I knew I would get there with one of those two. I'm not, you know, we definitely have to take a quarterback, but I'm not
1: opposed to oh, it either. So you're okay with a quarterback at six? Like you actually prefer that.
3: Yeah, I think I've kind of like I needed to digest the Carson Wentz news, acknowledge and and admit and go through the stages that he was actually moving on from the team. And now I'm at the point I think Jalen Hurts can be okay, But if you really value someone at number six, go after it.
1: All right. No, I, I respect that. I think they have to think about it, even though it's so weird to figure out what they're trying to do, because when Doug Peterson got fired, as we talk about all the time, I thought that meant Carson Wentz. Was the guy and then clearly that didn't work out. And then it sounded like Nick Sariani. There were reports, I think, that said they were going to roll with Jalen Hurts, but I just can't imagine being there six. And if you have a choice between two or three of these quarterbacks that you like that you wouldn't take one, uh, like I, I think, and Brenton's mentioned this before, I don't think you can take Trey Lance out of North Dakota state because that's like the Texans drafting Derek Carr after or,
0: or the, um, or the, or the Washington football team drafting Justin Fields. Yeah, like to right, right after
3: cutting yeah. Dwayne Haskins. I mean, it's the same. Like, yeah, but Haskins never was any semblance of, of good
1: with that organization. Yeah,
0: neither and is that, David Carr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he had a lot going against him. I mean, he was on a and,
0: and, right. and really, I think you could say, was Carson Wentz any good? Was he? Yeah,
1: yeah seventeen, he was good. and nineteen, that's, he was that's, good. I'm just trolling. D-back. Classic. Right. But anyway, I love Mac Jones. I know he's he's chubby, or he has a dad bod. At least he's not chubby. But he ran a 4-8 in high school, so he, he's not, I think he would beat Matt Ryan and Tom Brady in a foot race. But I just like the way he plays. And he's not a modern day quarterback, I get all that. But I like him. So that's, that's mm-hmm. the, the horse I'm hitching my wagon to. It might blow up my face, but uh, you know, just like in 20, 2012, I think it was, I predicted that Andrew Luck was gonna lead that team to the playoffs as a rookie. And look I, at me now.
0: Hey look, I, I've told you this before, and so I respect you doing it. You gotta plant your flag. Like, like if if you're, I mean, as a and like like traps. I know, like we talked, talked about the Mason Rudolph thing, but like, yeah. If your evaluation leads you to a position on a player, you should not change your evaluation based on groupthink. Like, you should, yeah. Like, if Wilson, if you think that Mac Jones is the third best quarterback in this class, then you should stick with it and plant your flag. And like, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You're gonna look like Prisco for saying Christian Ponder is better than Cam Newton, and you get retweeted <laughs> a bunch. I mean, who cares? Like, it's not like you're gonna you're like nothing bad is gonna happen.
2: Well yeah, I don't like Mac Jones as much as Ryan, but to his like defense, I think there is room for a hyper accurate quarterback that knows how to run a system can get through his reads pretty quickly in this league where we're like looking for like the next Josh Allen and the next Patrick Mahomes, like there's kind of a cycle that before Patrick Mahomes Nobody wanted an air raid quarterback. We still wanted, even in 2017, not that long ago, we wanted a pocket passer that did not really need to move around, that was just going to be stoic, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Mitchell Trubisky went number two overall in the class with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So I do think, in general, the league is moving toward these young improvisation guys like Josh Allen, like uh Watson, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, but there could be some space for someone that, hey, is just really accurate and is going to get the ball out of his hands in a hurry. That is Mac Jones in this draft. Best. So we're all like following this trend, but maybe Ryan is actually ahead of the curve and these super accurate kind of surgical quarterbacks might come back into trend over the next couple of years. I
0: was going to say, Wilson, you know, the, the, like the, the great irony of that would be if, if, if Mac Jones might be a, would have been a perfect fit for Doug Peterson. <laughs> it's like, yes, like, absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, you run the system, you get the ball out quick. You're extremely accurate. You don't try and like extend plays too much. You can with your legs if you need to, but by and large, you want to be a system quarterback. That's exactly. what Doug. That's why Nick Foles was good with Doug Peterson because he ran the damn system. Carson Wentz didn't want to. Oh my goodness. What I guess Nick Sirianni is technically a. Well, look, that actually brings me to my next point. What if
1: he's Philip Rivers? What if he's seventy eight percent Philip Rivers? You can live with that. I mean, That's,
0: I mean, yeah, you got 78 percent of a Hall of Fame career. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, the point is that everyone's so in love with these mobile quarterbacks that I think and, and traps hit on it. Mr. Bisky's a mobile quarterback. Mr. Biskey, by all accounts, sucks. Now, he may be able to turn things around, but he did not have a good start to his career in Chicago. All I'm saying is that, number one, we have no idea how these guys turn out. They always we have no idea. Just see Justin Herbert. Um, Sorry, I have to apologize every time I say Justin Herbert because I got that one wrong but I mean you just don't know I mean Justin Fields could have to play immediately and be great he could struggle Trey Lance could play immediately and be great even though he didn't play at all last season except for one crazy game and I'm just saying Mac Jones even though he's not the best athlete has a chance to be a good football player
0: yeah I agree fair enough all right let's move on Uh we already talked about Jalen Waddle who you have going seven to the Lions I think certainly any, everything is in play for the Lions here, including a trade down and, you know, including a trade up for a quarterback. But more than likely, I, I you know, you have to think, you know, they just stay here and take the best player available. I, I mean, who the hell knows what they're going to do? I, I mean, mean, Dan, honestly,
1: Dan Campbell, you have no idea what that, well, wow. yeah.
0: And, uh, and we, we, just, we don't have all, they, they need everything, everything.
2: Have, yes. Both sides like, of the ball.
0: I, I mean, what, what position are they set at? I don't, I don't Zero. think they, I don't think they have a single strength of the team. Running back, maybe? Deandre Swift? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, okay. They don't, they don't need to invest any, and, they don't need, they don't need uh, to invest any more second round picks in running backs. I agree. With and that.
1: TJ Hawkinson. No. Like TJ Hawkinson is. Oh, and Hawkinson.
0: Hawkinson. All right. Yes. So so I they, agree got two, they got two
1: players. <laughs> Swift and Hawkinson are good players. And Jeffrey Akuda, who had a not great rookie season, but hopefully he'll bounce back.
0: Yeah. And, and Kenny Galladay will probably be franchise tag. So there's some pieces on offense for Jared Goff to work with, but yeah. Jaylen, you. If you take Jalen Waddell at seven, that's fine. Just, you know, don't, don't screw it up. Uh, the Panthers, Trey Lance. Oh, goodness gracious. Sell me on Trey Lance as a theoretical Panthers fan, Wilson.
1: Oh, man. God, he's, he's basically Cam Newton without the experience and, and he's a better, better thrower of the ball. Um, he comes from a run heavy offense, North Dakota state, FCS, all that stuff. Didn't play this year except for the central Arkansas game, which he didn't play great, but who, no one cares. You talk to people like, we don't give a crap just because it's a one game in the middle of the season that no one really prepared for. But, uh, he's been working, working, uh, working out ever since the season ended for him and he's incredibly physical. He can run the ball. He might be the best. He probably is the best runner in this, this draft class among the quarterbacks. He can throw the ball a mile. I mean, he does a lot of the things you want NFL quarterbacks to do. The guys we've been talking about, the Kyler Murray's and Lamar Jackson's and Russ Wilson's and so on. Patrick Mahomes is, and he's smart. Like you, you talked to the folks on his coaching staff and they gave him a lot to have to decipher before the snap. He makes a lot of good decisions. He just hasn't played a ton of football. So that, that's the thing. So again, this is a situation where if you're bringing Teddy Bridgewater back for a year, let Trey Lance learn. I would imagine, you know, as I joked earlier, that at some point you're going to throw him out there anyway as a rookie, but at least give him a month or two to, to, to sort of take it all in. I think he's going to be good, and if you told me in five years he was the best quarterback among this in this group, including Trevor Lawrence, I'd be like, oh, okay, I can see that. Whoa, he's he's insanely athletic. If he went to Clemson, he would be the first overall pick. The difference is he went to North Dakota State. But I mean, like, how do you end up at North Dakota State if you're that talented? Ask Carson Wentz. Look, I don't I don't know his backstory. I have to look that mm-hmm. up. No, Carson, I just Carson Wentz, uh, so finalized
2: no my uh, quarterback grades, and and I was blown away. Watching Trey Lance. He's my quarterback for by a wide margin. And I agree with just about every point that Ryan just said that uh, the upside, we always hear that, especially with quarterbacks during the pre-draft process, is sky high with Trey Lance. Probably the strongest arm in the class, too. Uh, runs like a running back, runs through tackles, can jump cut to make defenders miss. And the one full season that we saw from him, he was 19 years old. So, I mean, not only was he not that experienced, this wasn't some like redshirt transfer junior or something like that. Uh, that would be probably one of my favorite like pairings in the entire first round to learn, like Ryan said, even for a couple of months behind Teddy Bridgewater, it'd kind of be like the Matt Barkley, Josh Allen dynamic where like Teddy Bridgewater is hyper accurate, knows where to go with the football quickly, uh, could kind of help. Trey Lance in those regards. And then Trey Lance will give you so much more from a physical perspective. I would love that fit. Even if the red shirt only lasts for half the season, I think ideally he would sit his entire rookie season, but Trey Lance really has like number one overall pick talent. He's just super raw.
1: So Brinson, uh, two, four, seven sports actually wrote about this. So that makes sense. Trey Lance, he's from Minnesota. So he played at Minnesota. He only, he received just seven scholarship offers. Um, Western Michigan, South Dakota State, Northern Illinois, Cornell, Brown, Boise State, North Dakota State. So he was a three star. So he could have played in the MAC, MAC or the Ivy League. Yeah, get you get you going. <laughs> yeah. But he was a, a three star coming out to play quarterback and safety. So he just uh, a kid that was a three star, and and then it all sort of came together, together for him. I'm not sure how much he he grew and gained weight wise. He's 225 ish. So um, maybe he was smaller than that. But yeah, I mean, you know, we see these guys. You know, that they're just great athletes out of high school and then they sort of start putting it together. And so guess,
0: does he, you know. does he, does he sort of have like a little bit of Joe Burrow to him in the sense that he's more Cam Newton in terms of his physical. He's not that big, but in terms
1: of his ability to run, he has a better arm and I think he's more accurate than Cam. Okay. Uh, and I just think he hasn't played a lot of football. I, I think that's it. Okay. He, he's, he's the best athlete in this draft class among the quarterbacks. Like he's Zach Wilson's athletic. Like he can move around are the pocket. Trevor is. Lawrence
2: and Justin Fields are pretty athletic.
1: I think he's better. Yeah.
2: Okay. Trey Lance is. Yeah. He's dynamic. I think his floor is like Colin Kaepernick. He kind of reminds me of Colin yeah. Kaepernick. Big arm, can really run, and like in space, he will like lose cornerbacks down the field. Um. But yeah, I, I think Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, somewhere in that range. That's the type of like physical specimen you're getting with Trey Lance.
0: I, I guess when I made the Burrow thing, I was sort of thinking about Joe Brady and how he could use him oh. in the offense as like a yep. you know Joe Brady, Joe Brady would love Trey Lance. Here's yeah, how I that's, think that's, would
1: the Steeler? Would I like the Steelers to trade for Trey Lance? One billion percent. That's okay. How, All right. So that's you know just mm-hmm. like we do with the fourth down thing. That's that's where I'm at on Trey. Lance.
0: And the Trey Lance thing for Carolina. See, Carolina more so than Atlanta makes sense to me as a team that should invest in it, if they have a guy they like at eight, or if they want to trade up, or they can't get Watson or whatever it is, because they have Teddy Bridgewater there, who's going to play another year unless he's traded out, and so you don't have to put Trey Lance on the field right away. Like You know, I mean, In he's theory, inexperienced. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to see the, plenty of the field that, you know, his first year, I'm sure anyway, but you had the option, if you were so inclined to play Teddy Bridgewater, to play PJ Walker. And then, you know, if the season's not going well. You roll out Trey Lance. I don't think they, I don't think they like playing, um, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but you know, the contract, they're stuck with him for at least one more year unless they trade him, uh, rounding out of the top Will, 10. Well,
3: I have a statement to make. I uh I want Trey Lance. I just heard these guys talk. Ooh. I don't care if he went to the same school. I don't care if he's related to Carson Wentz. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. They're, these guys just sold me. If, he, I don't if think he's that good of a prospect. He's, he's,
0: he's Carson Wentz's son. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm
3: I'm in. I do not care anymore. I I like that was glowing right there. I'm all in on Trey
1: Lance. I would I would love to see. Like if he went to Philly, I'd be like like the Mac Jones thing makes me concerns me because I have something vested in it whatever, you know. Like Trey Lance is just like everyone's I think everyone would be like, oh, my God, this this kid has a
0: chance." I just team. don't know how he can draft two guys from North Dakota State. Like, that's crazy. You, you keep doing it until you get it right. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. If you trade all that stuff for Carson Wentz and then go get Trey Lance.
1: But they, I mean, it's a sunk cost. They've moved on.
0: Yeah, and I guess the thing is, like, if he played at Youngstown State, or, you know, wherever right. else, it's not like people be like, oh, you can't do that. You know, it's or it's, South.
1: What is with the South Dakota state? I
3: mean, I don't state. know the full list of all time quarterbacks drafted from North Dakota state. I could. I probably think it's look. a list of what it's, it's. Yeah. So no, the Eagles is sick. He's sick. Is sick. Of them. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's, oh, that's right. Okay.
3: Yeah. So we don't we didn't get him. We skipped I a, place a quarterback factory. We skipped a quarterback. That's what Howie Roseman called. Uh, <laughs> called the Eagles a quarterback factory. There
0: all right. Uh, so Devo in on Trey Lance. Wow, mm. I don't think it's like insane either that Trey Lance could go. I mean, how what's tr- could Trey Lance go as high as two? As high as four? Is sure. anybody taking Trey Lance for four? Seconds? Okay.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, if you if he ended up going number like if the Jets love him, they took him at two. I'd be like, oh, I didn't see that coming, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like he's I, a huge upside guy because we don't know a lot about him in terms of playing.
0: I will say that I think with the Matt Ryan thing, and I don't know why I feel this way. But, like, Justin Fields played at a really high like, – I feel like if you draft Justin Fields, you need to be ready to play him. But like I, I yeah. could see the Falcons sitting Trey Lance for two years, and you learn Arthur Smith's system, and you – for whatever reason, that sits well with me, but I not, think, the, not the one-year thing.
1: Traps reminded us, but I think the only quarterback sitting for two-plus years in the day and age is Jordan Love. I think everybody else is playing. And right. Jordan Love, it's not his fault. Uh, you know, what's his face? Aaron Rodgers just is very vindictive, and he's never going to retire now.
0: <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair um okay last two picks of the top 10 you're the broncos taking caleb farley cornerback out of virginia tech and the cowboys taking rashawn slater offensive tackle at northwestern i've heard a lot of buzz on slater he's sort of not being given wilson the same level of love that uh obviously that that sewell gets but he, he's a worthwhile prospect right
1: yeah he opted out this year played left tackle played at a really high level um, when you watch them at Northwestern. So I'll ask uh, Trapasso this. Number one, should the Cowboys target another position at 10 because they have needs on like, edge edge rusher and, and cornerback? And number two, uh, how do you like Rashawn Slater?
2: If this is how the board would fall, I think they should go offensive tackle because I don't think there's – a corner, especially with Caleb Farley going to the Broncos at nine, um, that would be worthy of the number 10 overall pick. I know Patrick Sertan is there. I, I don't really see it with him to be this like elite lockdown corner right away. Um, and the Cowboys offensive line is kind of getting old. Like Tyron Smith's going to be 31 in December. It seems like he should be like 41 at this point. Um, Connor Williams is an unrestricted free agent after next season. I like Slater. I think Christian Darasaw, who we're going to talk about later from Virginia Tech. Is actually a little bit more pro ready. He's a little bigger and stronger, but Rashawn Slater's claim to fame, Northwestern Ohio state game last year or two years ago now, 2019, he did the best job of anyone in the country against Chase Young. And he's shorter, shorter arms. Like Chase Young was this like freak standing next to him, but Rashawn Slater, low center of gravity, uh, good footwork can, really slide his feet against counter moves can anchor did a great job against chase young so it was like after that game it wasn't crazy to hear that Rashawn slater opted out because that game on film looks like you know top half of the first round blocker
0: all right uh any other thoughts on uh on these guys in this top 10 nope good all right cool we'll take a break oh if you got one go ahead traps
2: Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say Caleb Farley, number nine overall uh, to the Broncos. I kind of brought it up earlier. There's kind of a debate of like who the consensus top corner is, and I want to hear Ryan's thoughts on this. Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertan, they're both over six foot. They're both 200 pounds, long arms. I think Caleb Farley's more athletic, and he tracks the football better down the field. Sertan obviously has the bloodlines. He was at Alabama. He played as a freshman. I think he's a little stiff, and I think he's going to have kind of a similar rookie season to what we saw in September from Trevon Diggs, like some high flashes and then getting burned down the field against a lot of these quicker separators with dynamic athleticism.
1: Yeah, that's actually pretty much how I feel about Caleb Farley and and Patrick Sertan, And also, Caleb just he's a converted wide receiver. He hasn't been playing very long. Yep. But he's incredibly athletic. the The upside there is huge. I've talked to folks in the league that love absolutely love him, and they love him pretty high in the draft. And the thing about Sertan is he, he'll probably be a good pro, but he won't be a great pro. And and yeah. I think the things that the trap says are exactly right. He's a little stiff. He's big. And, and I've talked to other folks in the league that aren't. So, they, the thing is having these huge cornerbacks. But a lot of times when Not you're six one, yeah. you can't bend. And, and that's one of the things you have to sort of keep in mind. It's huge, it's great to have guys that can sort of be physical at the catch point. But if you're getting toasted. Uh, on in-breaking on routes or comebacks or, or whatever, it really doesn't serve the purpose. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, Caleb Farley's one. Sertana's number two for me, but then it gets pretty close uh, in terms of the guys that, that come afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will uh, break down the rest of Wilson's first round. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: All right, so Giants at 11, 49ers tw- uh let's see if the Giants go and Micah Parsons, Niners taking DeVonte Smith, the Chargers taking Kyle Pitts, the Vikings taking Quiti Pay? Just Pay, Quiti Pay. Quiti Pay. Quiti Pay. Yeah. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that sounds like a, like a video game character. And, uh, the past taking Gregory Rousseau, uh, out of those traps, which one, uh, which of those picks interest you the most? Personally, I would say Kyle Pitts, uh, just because giving Justin Herbert another weapon I find fascinating, but I'm curious if you think, uh, you would go a different direction there.
2: No, I think Devontae Smith, uh, at number 12, uh, would be fascinating. They have Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, whoever the quarterback is in San Francisco, I think would, be in a fantastic situation we know that Kyle Shanahan's offense it's predicated around yards after the catch and I think Devontae Smith is not like your traditional yards after the catch guy he just bendy and he runs faster than people think but yes Kyle Pitts going to the Chargers I think you know you could go offensive line to protect Justin Herbert but to give Justin Herbert a immediate replacement who's better than Hunter Henry at that tight end spot I think would be huge And you could really see Justin Herbert even improve from an offensive rookie of the year type season. The one I do not like, Gregory Rousseau to the Patriots at number 15. He just does not do it for me whatsoever as a prospect. You strictly be betting on upside. 6'7", 260, plays high, not a lot of power. I didn't really see pass rushing moves. And I thought a lot of his production as a true fresh or a redshirt freshman in 2019 was like coverage sacks, stunts, like him winning one on one. I didn't see that a lot. Certainly could have helped if he would have played instead of opting out in 2020. Um, and the Patriots just, they're almost in rebuilding mode. The idea of getting like a premier edge rusher makes sense, but Gregory Rousseau to me, I, I just don't think he's worth the number 15 overall pick.
0: Okay.
2: Wilson, defend yourself.
1: It's funny you say that, uh, Chris, because, um, that's the, that's the issue with, with Rousseau. And the funny thing is he was number 15 last year, uh, in 2019 for Miami. And, um, the number 15 this year, Jalen Phillips has actually sort of skyrocketed past him, past him, uh, in, in terms of, so Gregory Rousseau is not my number two. Uh, edge rusher Pay is my number one but you know you do a mock draft every week you gotta mix it up but that's the issue a lot of his sacks as you mentioned came inside as a zero technique that ain't where he's that, he's not going to play there the next level and so now the question becomes we talked about caleb farley being a wide receiver gregory so was a wide receiver as well how do you project him going forward as an edge rusher and if you think he's going to get better and a lot better you take him you know 15 to 32 if you don't you you. Put him as a second or third round pick or whatever. So that is that is a debate, and it's certainly one worth having. And I think I don't begrudge any of these kids for opting out, but I, I do think that he would have been better served. He's an example of a person better served coming coming back and playing. Um Jamie Newman, the quarterback out of Wake Forest, Les George is another one. But again, they opted out for their reasons, and, and you know more power to them. But at the end of the day, it may end up costing them a few dollars, especially if some teams don't view Rousseau as highly as he was perhaps viewed had he played this year.
2: Yeah, one last thing that I want to say about this group. It would be very Dave Gettleman to go defense at number 11. I mean, Micah Parsons is a great prospect, size, speed, pass rush ability from the off-ball linebacker spot. But with Danny Dimes going into year three and Devontae Smith and Kyle Pitts on the board, like that has to be the pick. And I'm not trying to rag on Ryan's selections because I certainly know the perils of having to do a mock draft once a week (laughs) and changing it up. But it would be very Dave Gettleman to go defensive front seven player instead of wide receiver when clearly that's what the Giants need and Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith on the board.
0: Yeah. And I will say, I mean, the one thing about Dave Gettleman doing what's best for Dave Gettleman is I can see him. I can see him wanting to like, he knows that that Daniel Jones has to impress this year. And yep. the Giants have to be better, or else he's pro- maybe probably getting fired. And so I think I could see him th- saying that he did this for Cam with Kelvin Benjamin. Like, he, maybe Kelvin Benjamin had a good first year. Yep. He said, I don't care what spot we're at. I'm taking the best wide receiver available <laughs> or the first wide receiver available because I have to get my guy some weapons. Dave, him how candid he, he is. No, but when he's boxed in, he will do, he will take the best player available. And so I could see him thinking there's going to be a wide receiver or pits that falls to us here at 11. We're just going to sit at 11 and take the best one that, that comes to us. And you have to feel good that it, like total worst case is you'd be taking Kadarius Toney at 11, which uh, is that, is that too high for him? I don't know.
1: Feels high, but you know, if a team loves him, they love him. He had a great season this year. He made himself a lot of money. Okay.
0: Um, moving along, Patrick Sertan. Uh, do we, do we feel like Sertan is a, a step in lockdown corner? Maybe the type of guy who could replace Patrick Peterson? Well,
1: he's not Patrick Peterson. A few people are. I mean, uh, who in, in the last five draft classes, who's Patrick Peterson? It's hard to find those guys. Yeah. But, um, he's a guy that could start right away. I mean, Byron Murphy played a lot. He was the first pick of the second round a few years ago and, and he struggled. But again, it, it's a huge transition, even from Power 5 college football to the NFL. But I think if Patrick Sertan's leave, uh, excuse me, um, Pat Pete's leaving, then, then certainly you need to have a, a plan behind that. Sertan not a bad plan.
2: Yeah, and I, I think Sertan. Okay. Oh no! Just one thing on that—that that I. No, think no, I was Sir just gonna Tan, say. I always forget what I'm like when I say something about Patrick Peterson.
0: That Devos back there like, don't you, don't you dare <laughs> talk about my my colleague. Patrick no, Peterson. I would. I would just
3: say keep it locked to all things covered, where Pat P might have an announcement to make in a couple weeks.
0: Ooh. Whoa! 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 whoa.
3: Either way, take, it could be a return or it could be a new beginning. I didn't say either way. I'm not giving out. Newsbreaker
1: Debo here. You think
0: I know? You think I know? I know.
1: He's taking over the Pick 6 podcast. New by club. all means. Come on, Pat.
0: <laughs> I don't think Pat P knows, probably. Right. So who do, you,
1: who do you think would do better? Pat P is the host of the Pick 6 podcast or you as the number one cornerback for the Cardinals?
0: Me? I mean, clearly Patrick (laughs) Peterson, he already has a podcast. Uh,
1: I would pay two years of my salary to watch you play 16 games. Do
0: I get paid like Pat P? (laughs) Of course not. You get
1: paid like, like Will Britson, the quarterback. You get the
0: better,
1: you get the better minimum. You get 978 or whatever that is.
0: Oh, I'll do everything the better minimum. That's fine. Yeah. I'll go do whatever for the vet then. All right. Just throwing it out there. Uh, anyway, sorry, traps. Go ahead before
2: I, no, it's fine. I was just going to say that this, fit makes a lot of sense because Sertan played a lot of man just on an island at Alabama. Patrick Peterson, not really a zone corner, fantastic in man coverage his whole career with the Cardinals. So, like, that would be a logical replacement for Patrick Peterson, not someone that's going to sit back in zone and be this ball hawk, someone that can really cover and move around the formation with the team's number one wide receiver.
0: Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Right. I mentioned Kadarius Tony, 19th. To the Washington football team makes a ton mm-hmm. of sense. They gotta get help for whoever is going to be their quarterback, you know, TBD for WFT. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, moving along sort of into the 20 range, you have JC Horn to the Colts, Jason Owa to, is that right? Jason Owa? Owe. Owe. To, Jason Owe to the Titans, Rondell Moore to the Jets, Carlish Basham. out oh, of wake. He, he, that guy's a stud to, to the Steelers. Yeah, uh, and Christian Barmore out of Alabama to the Jaguars. Which one of these defensive guys strikes your fancy there, Traps?
2: Probably Carlos Basham, just because when we throw around the word freak every draft season, I think it, it kind of probably happens a little bit too often. But Carlos Basham's like six five and like 285 playing on the edge and like dipping and bending around offensive tackles. Super powerful. It's just that, Sometimes with him, uh, he can look like a third or a fourth round pick, just looks kind of complacent on the field. When he has it like turned all the way up, I think he's like a top 15 overall talent in this draft class. And at that size, you can play him at multiple positions. The steel, he kind of feels like a Steelers guy, like, uh, Cam Hayward, Stefan Toowett, like they can play, uh, end in the three, four, you can kick him inside, you can play him on the edge. Steelers probably have to go offensive tackle early on, but if they do want to replace Bud Dupree and they certainly need to do that, even though Alex Highsmith had a good rookie season. And I'm talking about Steelers stuff when we have Ryan on the podcast, but I think Carlos Basham is that Steelers kind of guy that can play anywhere and wreak havoc against the run and the pass.
1: Yep. No, that was my thinking pretty much. I mean, they would love to have an offensive lineman. A lot of the good ones are gone by then. Yeah. So, uh, that's, I mean, they go any number of ways. A good wide receiver. They, they could certainly quarterback, trade up for if I've already made that case. So, yeah, when you're a – it's odd for a team that won 13 games or 12 games, whatever it was, to, to have so many holes. But that's where they are, starting with uh, 500-year-old Ben Roethlisberger.
0: This The back end of this draft, this first round, doesn't feel particularly sexy. Uh, it could be. But, again, uh, you know, because we
1: focus on – the top 25 guys, I th- personally, I think there's a fall-off after, I think most people agree, the five quarterbacks, but there's a fall-off after five wide receivers as well, four or five. Now, some people love guys like Terrace Marshall, who's a big guy out at of at LSU. I don't know if he's a first-round talent. He didn't play a whole bunch last year because um, uh, their team was not very good, but also he opted out right before the Alabama game, which is sort of bizarre. When he did play well the year before, is with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Joe Burrow, which, okay, well, what, what caused what there? So I think Rashad Bateman's another guy out of Minnesota who looked a lot smaller, oddly enough, in 2020 before he opted out than he did in 2019. So there are questions about the positions outside of, for me, edge rusher and quarterback. I think the edge rush class is sort of surprisingly deep. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's you get to – it's, it's,
0: not, it's not very top-heavy, but it's deep, right? No. And, yeah, and, I think that
2: – yeah, I think there's five to seven edge rushers that could and belong in the first – like. Could go in the first round and should be picked in the first round. I think just going through the rest of them, and you can, you know, kind of talk about any of these. Jalen Phillips, who Ryan already mentioned from Miami, former number one recruit in the entire country at UCLA, had some concussions, retired from football, transfers to Miami, and I thought was his film was better than Gregory Rousseau's 2020 to 2019, just comparing those. And then Aziz Ojulari from Georgia, who Ryan has 31 overall to the Chiefs. I think if there was the combine, we'd be talking about this guy inside the top 20 because his explosiveness and his bend at like 6'3", 245 is special. So I think if the Chiefs could land him there, they Mm. certainly could use some edge rusher help. That would be like an awesome pick. They probably need offensive tackle at some point too, given their situation that we saw kind of rear its ugly head in the Super Bowl. But Aziz Ojulari from Georgia I think is the one of the uh, prospects that's hurt the most by not being able to really show out at the combine.
0: Hmm. All right. Interesting. Uh Debo says, Who did you guys pick for my Dolphins at number three and eighteen, Anthony Manzano esque on uh YouTube? This is we again we are live doing this on YouTube if you want to hang out on a on a Sunday afternoon to talk mock draft. We have at number three overall Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. Look at Debo. And at eighteen, uh we have Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive tackle out of USC. So they would have Tucker and... um.
1: So they drafted Austin Jackson. They drafted Robert Hunt. But Vera Tucker, here's the thing about him. They had a need. Austin Jackson left. So they had a need at left tackle. They said, hey, Vera Tucker, go out there and play left tackle. He's a guard. He's a really good guard. He dominated at left tackle. So he's a guy that can play a lot of positions. And, look, they drafted the, the two offensive linemen, but they they need to get better along the offensive line. There's no doubt about it. So... I mentioned it earlier, Dolphins fans had have, have in the past not been crazy about taking a, an offensive lineman at number three. So here I get I get a really good one at eighteen. And I know there are teams that like Vera Tucker a lot, like like him a lot as the number two uh offensive tackle in this draft class, not guard tackle. Mm. So yeah, that that's a great get at eighteen should he be there. But uh, um, you know, Dolphins fans, as you mentioned, the sexy part of it. That ain't particularly sexy. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think for the Dolphins it makes a lot more sense to go wide receiver. At number three, because like Ryan said, there's a pretty big drop off to me, even after the top three, like Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, I think are alone in their own category. There's other good wide receivers. Ryan outlined them, Rashad Bateman, uh, Rondell Moore is in this uh, mock draft, uh, Terrace Marshall. You can get still a quality offensive tackle like Elijah Vera Tucker, who can maybe play guard at number 18 overall, like to kind of reverse those, you could go Penny Sewell at three, but then the receiver that you're getting for Tua isn't quite as dynamic. And we know how valuable the receiver position has gotten over the last couple of years. So I I really like this first round for the Dolphins receiver first, then offensive tackle.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just sort of looking at the, the various, I don't know if you, we can not only give grades to all these teams, but what, what's Wilson, what was your favorite pick? When you did this mock draft, cause I always find that I have those with like, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, so and so won this draft. I'm like, well, I'm drafting for him. What am I talking about? Like how, like, yeah. how does that even work? But like who <laughs> did you think, uh, you know, non, non Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, class, who did you think won the draft?
1: I, I do like Trey Lance to the Panthers a lot. And we talked extensively about that. But another name I'll mention is Rondell Moore and Traps talked about him a second ago. He's played seven games the last two years. That's a problem. He's five nine. But he's he's balling out on, on social media right now. He he had a forty two inch vertical as someone who's five nine. He did his three cone or, or his back and forth throw, whatever that thing was, and that it was a blur. He looked like Jalen Moore, uh Jalen Waddle, excuse me, full throttle. So the deal is he hasn't played a lot. He had hamstring issues two years ago. Uh he opted out and opted in some weird things going on this year when he did play. But he he is special. He, in my mind, all things being equal, is better than Kadarius Tony, and I love Kadarius Tony. Um he's a guy I've had him in the past going to a team like the, the, the Bears. He's a guy that you can throw a, a quick screen to and he does all the heavy lifting. He, he makes the, the 55 yard run into the end zone. It's just a matter of him staying healthy. And, and that's the big thing. I mean, you don't want to get a John Ross. You don't want to draft one top 10 and then, you know, he, he, he never plays. But if he's healthy and on the field, he is an absolute game changer.
2: I'll go with the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, with Quitty Pay. We I kind of talked about it earlier. Or sorry, with uh, Kyle Pitts, um, right in front of Pay, just because I think it's again easy to say that the Chargers need an offensive tackle. They they can't put out Sam Tevy out there for year two of Justin Herbert, but they're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. We know that the Raiders have a pretty efficient offense. They loaded up on weapons and got the most out of Derek Carr, even with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and they got you know uh, some bottom of the roster players that could win down the field that season to get Kyle Pitts to immediately replace who's going to be their biggest uh, free agent departure in Hunter Henry. Kyle Pitts, we know he's a wide receiver. He's six six. He's got a huge catch radius. I like the fact that he's still kind of skinny and he can bulk up and that we saw him, uh, in line, even as an H back, very willing blocker too. Like he's not someone that just needs to be on the, or in the slot split out wide. He can win, uh, on all three downs. And I think would be a huge boost. For Justin Herbert, even over going offensive tackle there.
0: Justin Herbert was going to be my winner. So, uh, instead, I'll just say that a loser is, is this, is Mac Jones. Not because he went six overall, (laughs) but man, at City, you're coming in, like they still root for Carson Wentz kind of in, in weird, like Debo is still a Wentz fan. So he's going to. Who's the bigger
1: loser, Mac Jones or Debo?
0: Well, Debo, Debo to a bet. Um, Uh, Well, let me just, I don't think.
3: I think I'm very much in the minority. I think the way that Wentz handled things, not speaking at the press conference, running the coach out of town, all, all these things about <laughs> how he handled things, I think he is close to public enemy number one in Philadelphia right now. Fair or unfair, I do not think, you know, the next time the Colts play in Philadelphia, I think you'll hear a lot of booze, which I think is, is totally unfair and wrong. Do you think
0: you will hear booze?
3: I, I do. I do.
0: Right, yeah. so wait, wait. So you think – see, I was sort of on the other impression. I was sort of on the impression that people were like – kind of mad at Howie and and the team and and not mad at Carson Wentz. I think they should be mad at Carson Wentz. I think both can be true. I
3: think there should be reasons to be mad at Howie and the team and like I said before, I'm gonna be an Eagles fan much longer than I'm a Carson Wentz fan. But I realize the way that the the Eagles organization kinda screwed Carson Wentz in a lot of cases. He did not play well. He deserves some of the blame, but I'm not gonna I wouldn't I would never boo him if he comes back to the city.
0: How did the Eagles screw him over? They acquiesced to every single demand he had. He played like crap. He was the worst quarterback in football last year. And then they sent him to the only place that he wanted to go, despite not being able to get anything returned for him, and taking a gigantic dead cap it this year. How did they screw him? Uh, Screw him uh, during the season. How did they do him wrong? Lead. I mean,
3: you could say drafting, you know, rewarding him with an extension. Great for him. Drafting a quarterback fifty first overall, not great. Not giving him many weapons, and then just circumstances where there wasn't a lot of health around him. He still played horrible. I'm not. I'm not defending you know, his you know, play you know whatsoever. Sounds like Debo. You're, you're describing Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I said
3: that. I said Aaron Rodgers is top five quarterback of all time. Carson Wentz isn't anywhere close to that. So I, I thought we'd get better play
0: Is Carson Wentz even a top five Eagles quarterback of all time?
1: Uh, I
3: don't Donovan, think so.
0: It's a Donovan? limited history.
1: Jaworski.
2: Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Cunningham.
3: Cunningham. Who um, else we got, Debo? Oh, uh, Roman Gabriel. I mean, he had the – Sonny Jorgensen. He had the single greatest season of an Eagles quarterback of all time. That's that's a little uh, – 2017?
1: Yeah. That's the he best – He
3: played, like, 12 games. That's, it's
1: still true. They won the Super Bowl because of him. I will uh, say this. Carson Wentz is the best Steagles quarterback of all time. I'll give <laughs> you
0: that. Steagles quarterback? Wait, we're missing – oh, we're missing Norm Van Brocklin, right? Yeah, Mike if Vick?
3: If we go way back. He's, yeah, he was, he's not top five. He was much think. better than Vick. Right.
1: So, um, you said you wouldn't boo him. Would you boo Freddie Mitchell? <laughs> it,
3: uh, no. Freddie Mitchell <laughs> gave me probably a top three moment of my childhood. I'm trying to think which, like, which Eagles, like, is there an Eagles player you would boo? Uh Jason Babbin hated that guy.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> That's nice. Going deep. Jason back. Babin reference, yeah. Yeah, didn't you
3: didn't think I'd say that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have Got a it? question for Debo. Like we're saying, like we'll saying that number six overall, Mac Jones, like it would be a loser because I think Philly Sports Radio would just go berserk if he was the pick at number six. Like, when was the last time that the Eagles made a first round like draft pick that like Philly Sports Radio didn't like set on fire like the next day?
3: This is a great question. I think Wentz. There was a little. Was questions. there a lot of okay? Because the school he came from, there was debate, but it was just like, hey, if we believe in this quarterback from a small school, like let's buy in. But the next year, Derek Barnett, they did not want Derek Barnett. That was no, in Philadelphia. Mean. Um, it wasn't a huge applause for that one, and then he made a crucial play in the Super Bowl. It's it, it's a great question. I mean, Andre Dillard isn't a sexy pick. Jalen Rager, everybody wanted another receiver. So, no, it's, it's, it's a great question. I'm going back in my so, mind. Rarity.
0: Um, even I mean, the Eagles got, the Eagles got killed too. Remember that, that video that leaked out later with the Vikings were like, it's like what? they're in the war room. It's Mike Zimmer yeah. and, and, um, and Rick Spielman. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, they took Jalen Rager. And they're like, <laughs> Get Justin Jefferson on the phone <laughs> and then hang up. It's pretty debilitating. Um, all right. Last question. We'll get out of here. Wilson, uh, how many top shots did you buy this weekend? None. I didn't, I didn't even watch any basketball. So, Traf, saw... you, Are you in on top shot?
1: Oh, God. No, I'm not. Not a lot. You know, you
0: know who got it in a big way this weekend?
1: Yes. Eric D. Bairdinas got in. How did you, you know? How did you know? Oh, he was chipping about it, uh, when you took last Sunday off. And cause oh. you were, you were studying up. But Ryan doesn't know about Friday, Will. Yeah, what happened Friday? I saw all you weirdos in line to, to pick up videos that are readily available on YouTube. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Debo got a pack on Friday, sweated it out. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a Slack. There's a Slack thread with, uh, several of us, you know, we're, what a, a, a company Slack thread? No, it's a private Slack. Go on. Apparently, 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 Devo and Ek like end up talking about like it's like, a group text. Shops. It's just
3: it's not a Slack. It's a group text. Well
0: it's a group text, right?
1: <laughs> I misspoke. I misspoke.
0: You know me. I don't know technology. Um, no, but Devo and Ek apparently like end up leading like meetings for like the first ten minutes talking about Topshop. But my point no, being is fun. that. Yeah. Um, Debo pulled a uh, a James Harden metallic card out of the Friday drop. Immediately worth twenty five hundred dollars. Do you think he so sold Debo, it? So Debo, can I ask what the
1: buy in like what the buy in is? Is that yeah? Okay it ask it was
3: ninety nine dollars for everyone. This was considered a premium pack. All of their packs are around nine bucks, so that's you know easy for people to get in. But gotcha. there was ninety nine dollar pack, and still, well, what was it? Two hundred thousand people online. Yep.
0: And, and they, uh all not one well. of us had except Debo had a number inside twenty thousand. There were only How many hardens were released?
3: I think it's like a couple hundred. Two two hundred out of uh, you know.
1: Wow, that's like lottery type winning. Yeah,
3: the my odds were yeah. well below one percent to pull that card. So But I'm yeah, holding sure. it. I'm not the, selling um, I'm not
0: selling. There were 10,000 cards released, 10,000 packs released. Debo was at like 11,300, but it got in pretty easily. And then it, it's the, is it the, which one is it? Is it the dunk? It's so, the, so why you oh, at- it's, it's the jump shot. It's the cheap. There are, there are 5, 499 of them made total. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really low. Um, it is considered a rare card and the lowest Purchase price you can get right now on one of them is $3,225.
1: So could Debo uh, turn around immediately and sell it, or do you have to wait?
0: No, you can sell it immediately. No. And you,
1: was your, what number was yours, Debo, 200 233 out of 499
0: Oh no, oh, oh, Wilson. In fact, Debo has his listed on the marketplace right now.
1: Yeah, I think Debo said everyone's, like, you can see
0: anyone's stuff, right? No, 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 no but you don't have to list it. You can just sit on it. Oh, Debo, I thought, I thought said he wasn't selling it. Well, Debo. Well, he has it listed for $8,549. So that's the price for Devo's Harden card, if you're interested right, in, in right. purchasing it. <laughs> Brinson, I told, like 80,
3: Br- yeah, I told Brinson, um, he told me, you know, one night he hopped on there after like a drink or two. So I'm just hoping someone has six or seven drinks and, and is like, wow, this seems like a reasonable price. This looks like $800 and not 8000
0: no, Nobody listening to this podcast believes that I had one or two drinks and they got on top so- of So <laughs>
3: one or two. And <laughs> yeah. that's what you said See, to our group host.
1: Were, Debo, you immediately get this hardened card and it's already worth twenty five hundred dollars like seconds after you get it. And if you sell it, some other buyer like a Brinson out there would pay twenty five hundred bucks for it immediately.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. There was huh. there was stuff sold all day today, yesterday for above three thousand. So I'm gonna hold steady for a little while, see how this thing rolls. I I feel lucky to have it, so uh we'll <laughs> see we'll see where it takes me.
0: I actually unloaded a bunch of my amendments over the last two or three days and pretty Oh, pretty interesting. Chill. Interesting. Get nervous? No, I just have some stuff that I sold. I mean, I've made two or three times value on every single one of them. So why not collect some cash? And maybe go into something bigger. I wish I yeah I sort of wish I'd done it a couple weeks ago, but that's. A but
3: well, one. Ryan Ryan isn't the biggest hater um, at CBS. We know that.
0: Yeah, uh, Amanda Garrett, the biggest hater.
3: Oh yeah,
1: I see her tweeting about it.
0: Yeah, she'll get. Well, that's when you know. And I, she listens to the podcast, so I don't mind saying this, but like, that's when you know it's jump the shark. It's when, when she, when you and Amanda f- turn the corner and dive into top shots, sell baby, sell! It's over. The, the movie is ended.
1: I'll be honest, I wanted nothing to, I wanted to know nothing about this, but I can't not know it between you two Numbnuts, so that now I have to have Well, it you over.
0: should, you should, you should try and get in these drops to get a pack and give it to your kids.
1: No. I'm good. Okay. If they're gonna get anything, one's gonna eat a lawnmower and the other one's gonna get... A weed eater? Uh, <laughs> a weed eater. i can think what the other, uh, thing gonna be.
0: All right, that's it for the show. Traps, thank you for joining us, buddy. Wilson is always an excellent mock draft. And uh, we will have much more content coming your way this week, so make sure to stay tuned subscribe, so rate, and review, leave five-star reviews if you want a mailbag question answered. Talk to you guys later.
2: Okay, picture this. It's
1: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...